It's just too much. I think she's a very nice girl. And they just made me employee of the month yesterday, so I'm getting a lot of calls. I know where I'm not wanted, and I'm not wanted any place where people have all these social obligations if you get one of me. That's not true. You have you have two kinds of stuffing. You have real cranberry sauce. Run! I mean, I have absolutely no idea what we're doing here, or what I'm doing here, or what this place is about, but I am determined to enjoy myself. And I'm very intrigued, and oh my, this soup's delicious, isn't it? Welcome to the Best Supporting After Show, where we continue to queen out on all things Best Supporting Actress. Occasionally we talk about awards, we always catch up on the stuff that we've been watching, we check in on our Best Supporting Assignments, and then we have a BSA of the week and we get the hell out of here. And more importantly, I'm Jill Zarin. (laughs) And I'm Bethany Frankel. Mention it all. Mention it all. I was not expecting that. That was so good. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Folks, I need you to know something. Yes, lead us in. I, uh, well, I, I, and, and I need you, to, I am so, I am so mad at you. <laughs> I know. It, that's, that's the trick about this. I mean, it is, so Colin, so, the, you know, please, he got uh, bit. He has the bug. I assigned him one episode of uh you know we're, we're we'll steer ourselves back into catching up in a moment folks but we've been waiting to record this all week because i assigned you scary island which is season three episode like 12 or 13 or something like that of uh the real housewives of new york and you went a little past that colin you watched a little bit more shall we say of of roni yeah, I just finished the season four reunion this afternoon. Whoa. I'm not messing around. <laughs> I did not. And, and I did not expect this. I I thought it would be it like, I, I did and I didn't. But like once once you're in, you're in. Like I, I really find it hard for anyone to resist. I think as gay men, you fall into, we could probably add, I will say not all gay men, of course, but like either you fall in the camp of RuPaul's Drag Race or Housewives or, you know, XYZ. There are probably some other franchises that maybe Survivor, maybe, uh, I don't mm-hmm. know, like as far as like reality shows, um, Jersey or Shore, maybe. gays who are like, you know, the gays who are like, I don't watch Housewives. I don't watch Drag Race. I don't get any of that. And I don't know what they watch. They probably watch Squid Game. So at least there's that. <laughs> yeah. But you have to fill um, the void with something. But um, I just feel like it's it's a rite of passage in a way. Like, I don't think you, you're not required to watch any of this. But I knew that you would enjoy it. And maybe I knew in some little way that you would be hooked instantly and i hoped that you would because i mean Mm -hmm. i've so enjoyed texting with you this week it's been some of the best (laughs) the best conversation we've had in in a while because you couldn't hold it in anymore no there was no saving it for the pod and i still i saved as many thoughts as i could but i finally texted you i was like i need to talk about real housewives i just i just can't wait to talk about real housewives and so Yes, I, we are kind of, you know, you know, our best supporting assignment yes, has become that's kind of like our catch our up teaser. because yeah, that's the teaser yeah. here, yes. Because the reality is like this did consume my entire life for the past week. So, 
what have I been watching? Real Housewives. <laughs> Um, but, uh, otherwise, before we get into that, cause we are, that, that is pretty much what we're here to talk about this week. You should know that up front. We're still going to check in on, you know, BSA the week and all that, yeah, but like, course. this is, you know, uh, it's a, a real housewives kind of episode. Uh, how are you though? I'm well, um, we're going into the weekend. Um, Keon's 40th birthday is today, November 12th. Oh, my God. And uh, his parents are in town. You know, of course, I'm here we go again. I'm like, I'm speaking in the past, but also the present. His parents are not here as we record, but they will be, obviously, yes. for his birthday weekend. Um, it's going to be lovely. We have a party on Saturday planned. And everyone said yes. Not that I, I didn't think that people would decline, but I, I really feel that this is the first time... You know, since the pandemic, even though we're still kind of in the pandemic, um, that we will see 40 of our favorite people in one room. And I just can't wow. wait. The venue's beautiful. You know, I spent an arm and a leg at Party City. <laughs> Go back to Party City where uh, you belong. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I just think it's going to be such a great night. And it's, you know, and it's all appetizers, Colin. I, maybe I'll oh go through the list God. with you if I could find the email real quick. But... Please, um, we please. have some really good stuff planned. I I did let Keon steer most of it because he is. I mean, it's his birthday, and he tends to lean a little bit more towards like a vegetarian, like steering away from dairy because it bugs his tummy, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I also, you know, I had to get like the general so shrimp, you know. Like I could not. I was yeah. like, I had to put my foot down for that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's your birthday, it's my party, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yes, yes, yes. I think that there, there's something there. I I, I think that um, I, we went back and forth between, like, is this, like, a buffet style? Like, not a formal, there's, like, the formal sit-down dinner, there's the buffet dinner, and then there's just, like, cocktail hour mingling, you know, grabbing, you know, some shrimp cocktail, and then just, like, switching. You know, uh, That's what I would want. What would you prefer? I, hmm, I mean, appetizers, I love the idea of there being, you know, I like the idea, I, you know, of there being a table that you can go to and there's appetizers there. I like the pass around. Someone comes by with a tray and it's like, oh, do you want one of these? And then I, you know, I do a little bit with the waiter. Oh, I mean, sure. While you're here, you know, and they're like, oh God, okay. Just take the fucking, you know, pig in a blanket, you know? Yes. Um, But I... I find that like that if you had a whole night of just like appetizers and maybe then eventually, you know, and there's enough there to really fill yourself up and then eventually it switches over to dessert appetizers. I don't think that's a problem. Oh, that's yeah. what I would prefer. Yeah, I think. And, and the good news is like it's not, you know, it's I was half listening. I'm sorry because I just found the email that um, but I, I think I caught most of what you said. Like everything's just sitting like it's at the table. You don't have to worry about like a waiter coming up to you. It's not that fancy, but I you know what I mean? I okay. think it's so. Yeah. yeah, everything. It's like the cold apps will be served first and then about maybe 30 minutes to an hour later is when like the hot appetizers will be coming out. So without further ado, I will go through this very quickly. Um, of what the cold appetizers we have a cheese and charcuterie tray we ordered two of them uh vegetable okay. and crudite these are like you know the usual uh, suspects yeah. here we have yeah. some hummus and naan some tomato basil bruschetta 
um, and then some shrimp cocktail. Those are like the cold apps. So do you approve? Do you, would you pass on one of those or are they all that checking sounds, the boxes? That all sounds lovely. I mean, I, she says bruschetta. I've never, is that, I've never known how to say it. So I just try never to say it. Yeah. Is like, it bruschetta? Is it bruschetta? I know. I, no I mean, I will say, you know, not to be, not to pull Giada De Laurentiis on you, but uh, it is bruschetta. The S-C-H in Italian is a sk sound. Um, but Everyone says bruschetta, and it's fine. If what does Ina say? What um, would Ina, Ina do? does oh, say yeah. bruschetta, but she says it. It's like she tries to put her spin on it. Like that, she she goes bruschetta, like which actually oh. is the way to do it. The double T is that little like stutter, but like it's in you know it's in her own like East Hampton sort of way, you know. But she's trying. Mm-hmm. But she does say bruschetta, so I will right. I will give it to her. She, well, I'll, you know. I'll trust. I'll trust them. Yes. Yeah, you know, as as Alyssa Edwards once said, "Trust the Duchess." You know, <laughs> exactly. Um, so that's the cold apps, um, and then for the hot apps, we have some sliders, um, mm. which have been made vegetarian uh, per Keon's request. So it's an Impossible Burger slider, which I oh, those are I great. love. Yeah. Yes, so I'm I'm yeah. into that. I'm glad they could accommodate that. We have a lot of vegetarians in the mix that are coming surprisingly and so i'm he kind of thought that would be a good idea then we have mini goat cheese arancini do you know arancini because they are it's like a little little rice little rice ball with cheese little marinara in there but i don't know if if it's goat cheese will it have the marinara i guess goat cheese could go with a marinara sauce right absolutely i put it in you know it's actually a little pro tip and this is also good if you're staying away from dairy because goat cheese has is low in lactose and so if you're lactose intolerant goat cheese is a a friendlier option but some like often when i make pasta you know i'll add some goat cheese in with the pasta and the sauce and it kind of creates like a vodka sauce situation love that love so uh highly recommended goat cheese with marinara great uh, then we have some Brussels sprouts. I think they're like crispy Brussels sprouts. They're not just like steamed Brussels sprouts. They, you know, with the volume yeah. turned up, as Ina would say. Um, some crispy fingerling potatoes. Oh, uh, yes. Yes, yes. Some mini spanakopita, which are like Ooh. sausage, or sausage, spinach pies, right? Spinach and cheese. Mm-hmm. With, yeah. And then the General So's shrimp, which I'm super excited for. Oh, yeah. Just trays of that yes yeah. i would i wish we ordered yeah. more but keon said no um so as meryl says in the hour it's just buckets of shrimp <laughs> <laughs> oh yes i wish buckets of arancini please <laughs> just buckets of shrimp <laughs> that's good that was a really good callback i'm like mad that you thought of that i'm gonna delete that out and then like say it again later <laughs> Oh, that was good. Um, So we have, to round it out, a couple more things. Um, Chicken Thai peanut, like, skewers. I feel like it'll be just, like, a couple, you know, that peanut sauce. Love that. Yep. And then two margarita flatbreads and two wild mushroom flatbreads. All right. All right. Well, this sounds, now, this sounds great. This sounds like a great menu. Are you, what's the, is there, like, a birthday cake? There is. situation? Yeah, it's a store-bought cake. Um, and it is, those are great. Yes. Um, and he did not want, he wants, he's a chocolate guy through and through, but oftentimes I think store-bought cakes are better when it's like white cake. I just feel like I love a good Mm -hmm. almond cake. 
with almond icing mm-hmm. and maybe a little raspberry jam in the middle, you know, like, yes. Um, well, yeah. But I also am a chocoholic as well, too. But so we got the whipped chocolate frosting as opposed to the yep. buttercream frosting um, with chocolate cake. So I think it'll be great. Um, yeah. And I came up with a, a clever name, if I say so myself. She said, or our, our event planner, Jessica, um, she said we could have a signature cocktail in Keon's honor. So I came up with the 40-year-old fashioned. Oh, yeah. that's so clever. I told Keon yeah. that, and he was like, I don't know. And, and then I told oh, everyone else, brother. and they loved it. I was like, it's going in. <laughs> I was like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, uh, so majority rules. Yeah, which is basically obviously it's just an old fashioned. There's nothing special about it, but I sure. just thought yeah. it was it was clever and uh, it's gonna be great. Well, that's I can't wait to see pictures yeah. or something on social media. Oh, uh, yeah. Keon, if you're listening, happy birthday! Yeah. Uh, just raising the bar for all of us and doing it flawlessly. Lordy, lordy, Keon's forty. That's what I wanted to put on yeah. the cake. He wouldn't let me. <laughs> Um, but how about you? What do you have planned for the weekend or, or how was your week thus far? What's going on? Oh gosh. I mean, at this point, I don't know what I'm doing this weekend. I, you know, I need to start, I need to start doing something. I need to start filling in my, like podcasting, even though like October I was doing like eight or nine podcasts a week, Yeah, it still is not taking up my entire life. There's still been obviously enough time to watch copious amounts of Real Housewives. And yes. so I... You know, I think there's just kind of, I don't know, like little things like get back on, getting back on the Peloton and get a haircut and, you know, stop eating so much garbage and go be social and like just trying to, I think, I think all of, I'm, I'm in the larger narrative of my, you know, uh, temporary semi-retirement and whatnot is like, and I'm, I'm sort of now tiptoeing back to life. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I look back on the past five months and I'm like, what the fuck were what what, what what was I doing for five it months? Flew I, I I was, yeah, this yeah, whole flew year by. Yeah, yeah, flew by. Yes, keep going. Yeah, yeah, and I just I'm like I, I I don't even like I need to I need to do you know what it is? You know what it feels like? It's like living in an apartment with like very little furniture and no decorations. It's like yeah, I, I'm living here, but I don't really know what I'm doing here. You know, like I need to put some more art on the walls of my life. I need to get some throw pillows. I need to like leave the apartment every once in a while. Um, and so that's kind of what I'm, what I'm thinking about now is like, how do I, how do I kind of come back to life? Because I don't need to like recover from my day job anymore. You know? I do. I mean, I, I do and I don't, cause I, I wish I was living your life right now, but I, I, it comes with a, I wouldn't say a cost because there's nothing negative really on paper about it besides you know where you, everything you just said it's like i i think now it's interesting for me uh and also like i feel like it would be dangerous knowing myself going into winter and like of course like daylight savings hit and it's dark at like four o'clock now mm-hmm. and i i find it like i had to go out to target the other night to buy a helium tank for Keon's balloons because there's a helium shortage, Colin. I don't know if you knew this, but um, oh god, I, I knew that at the, in the back of my mind because we had to get balloons for my mom's birthday uh, back in uh, September, and we knew about it then. But you can still get, like, it wasn't at Party City. Like, we couldn't like place an order for balloons to be ready for Saturday. We had they just, you know, was some girl in high school behind the counter that was like, "Sorry," and I'm like, "Okay, great." Um, so I bought a helium tank at Target. It's fine anyway. Moving on. Um, but I was out 
at like nine o'clock at night on a Tuesday. And I was like, this feels so weird. But like it mm. felt good in a way. I was like, oh, yeah, you can do things at nighttime, even in the winter. Like even now, yeah. it's just darkness. Keon and I often like we used to walk a lot during the summer like we would just like be done with work and just like take a stroll around the neighborhood and we don't do it as much but we tried to especially during the pandemic um, but you can still do it you can still go out and walk I mean within reason of course but like I get it all and, and the flip side I never want to leave the house so I'm I'm interested <sighs> how to you know combat that with everything that you're just saying too. like it's an, an it's an extra added thing on top absolutely 110% and i it's like i feel like you know the the window is closing for me to figure it out before i just am like well yeah the sun is I setting literally of, <laughs> yeah the sun is literally setting and i'm like maybe i'll just watch a lot of housewives for the winter you know mm-hmm. but it's like no i don't want to you know like no i'm 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 not going to just get like you know, I don't know. I'm just going to turn into a blob on the couch because that's how I felt today. And I'm just like, no. Um, I would – sorry to interrupt your thought. I, no, um, please. I would yeah. love – I've said it before. I'll say it again. I would love to place a request for um, a YouTube update, a Colin Drucker YouTube update. Oh, I really feel yes. like I need one. You know what I mean? I feel like every time – you're good at it. Like I feel like everything you talk about is engaging and like, yeah, like geared a little bit more towards like – it's, it's like you're like a creative life coach. You know what I mean? Like you just kind mm-hmm. of talk about what you're going through. But like I'm always kind of aligned with that in some way, even though we're both on different trajectories, like with our careers, I guess. But like not really, you know, I I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's the maybe window. That's the thing. Your rear window. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the rear window that I, I've, I've had my back to. I know. I think that's what it is because I've been wanting to pick that up again. And I think... Um, I guess this is the impetus that I needed and stay tuned on that one. Thank you for your support. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I'll just text Um, you every once in a while. Thank you for your support. Yeah. 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 Just text YouTube. (laughs) Yes. Do it from the couch. (laughs) Do it from the couch. That just reminded me of YouTube. YouTube. (laughs) YouTube. (laughs) Who didn't update their, who didn't, who didn't post a new video today on YouTube. YouTube. (laughs) I mean, I would, I anyway. would, I would love that. Uh, from the couch, right. I live from the couch. Yeah, I mean, I've got some thoughts. I have some ideas. I, I, I don't know why I'm sitting on it. So yeah. Well, speaking of sitting on the couch, mm-hmm. I think that is bringing us actually almost really to our best supporting assignment because there may be other things that you've watched during the past week. I know that I have nothing else, but if there was anything else you wanted to talk about before we get into the heart of the matter. Um, I have two things to mention just very briefly. Um, Last week I was talking about our little best supporting movies to come list. And um, I will say that Tick, Tick, Boom and Belfast come out uh, today on Friday. Um, Tick, Tick, Boom is on Netflix and um, Belfast, I believe, I didn't write it down, but I feel like it's just around. So I feel like it is. Belfast is, it's AMC Plus. Oh, or Lord. I don't even know. I that know. was it's one like of the pluses. Each one of them comes out on a different fucking platform. This is worse than cable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ugh, gross. But um, there's that. I, I think I will probably have watched 
tick tick boom by next week so i'm excited for that but also i don't know um and one other thing i want to mention is that there is a special this sunday on november 14th it's like this huge uh adele special on cbs um she's being interviewed by oprah i am so excited to watch it we're having our friend neha over we're all gonna we're gonna put on the projector and just you know rejoice so i'm excited for that yeah yeah oh good oh fun well um well that sounds great yeah i i have no other things to talk about that i've watched because my whole i would try to watch other things (laughs) but you just was like my brain was rewired and all of a sudden and i was just like jill's aaron jill's aaron like it was just a little alarm in my ear and i was like gotta watch another episode so you would you would assign me the best assort your your best assorting your best assorting your best assorting's assignment <laughs> your best supporting assignment last week was yes as you said for me to watch the scary island episode and previous to this i was not a housewives person i'd seen a couple of episodes of new jersey i really it was kind of like it's how i feel about cigarettes where i was like i'm so glad i never got into smoking cigarettes because mm-hmm. i would be addicted yeah. and i feel bad for people who smoke and don't want to because it's like ugh. I'm so glad that it, do- it yeah. doesn't have an appeal to me. And that's how I felt about Housewives. I'm so glad this has no appeal to me. And then I watched that episode and I I just I don't know I don't know what happened. It was The Real Housewives is such perfectly terrible, engaging, garbage television. It's so well produced. It's full of awful human beings it is rampant with addiction and mental illness and just full exploitation of these of these absolute fucking narcissists these fucking nightmares of human beings and i am obsessed with them yeah and i just couldn't stop watching and like it's so true it's what everybody talks about where you develop your favorites and you develop these strong opinions about really minute things and and it just and then of course and i get it now i get the the cachet of the reunion episodes oh yes and that you know it's all about getting to that reunion because like i couldn't fuck especially season four Mm -hmm. because it was the the first full season i'd watched i couldn't wait to get to that reunion and it it's oh god i mean these are my i have so many other thoughts but my those are my opening thoughts and Yes, ultimately, I just I am I love Jill Zarin, and I I just I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> I remember your text exactly. You said I think I love Jill. Period, and I was like, yeah, I yeah, because I I've watched from the beginning all the way up to I have not finished season four. I just watched the last episode of the Morocco trip, so that's wrapped up. Okay, and the next episode is okay. when they're kind of back in the city. Um, so you are ahead of me. I'm, and this season is a little bit longer, I think. Typically, I feel like the seasons prior were like maybe 13 episodes, and this one might be like 16 episodes before the yeah. reunion, something like that. I'm probably getting the numbers wrong. But um, I, again, I, I, I didn't think, I didn't know what you would think of it. I think, I thought you would have some laughs, you would appreciate it, you'd say, I'm glad I dabbled, but, you know, you're going to put out the cigarette and not, you know, not doing that right. again. But I... I am glad you're into it now. I, I I think you had the same reaction that I did when I was watching season three. 
and kind of leading up to Scary Island even, I I had to like, I think at one point I was like standing up watching it. Like I <laughs> couldn't, I couldn't sit down anymore. I had to get up and I texted Jody and Amanda and like it's on paper, it's bonkers. Like, did you know about this show that existed in 2009 and how good it was? Like this season, you know, right. season three. And of course they know. Like, Jody is like proficient. And Amanda had, uh, you know, Friends of the Countess. She has a podcast about it. And right. uh, they still talk about the new season of Salt Lake City, um, her and Jody. And I, I was just so, how do you describe, like, what was that moment for you where you were like, this is this is you know what I mean like is, what was your standing is, yeah. up moment maybe there were a couple but uh, do you remember yeah you know because it's like it's funny I mean I, I I talk about this too many times you could do a compilation of every time I tell the stupid story about the moment I fell in love with Drag Race was once you get a season three and it was the first runway and it was Delta work and it was the holiday you know Christmas themed runway and Delta work comes out <laughs> yes. and her voiceover says um, I'm just feeling really good serving Kwanzaa realness. Yes. And I just was like, what is Kwanzaa realness? I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that you just said that. And I just thought that was so funny. And, and then I was hooked. And so I think with this, I, you know what I think the moment probably was where like the gay ringtone, like the whistle tone, the ringtone, really, the gay whistle tone went off. I think it was when Bethany said, then go to bed, then go to bed. Yes. I think that's when sleep. it happened. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. You're Excuse crazy. me, go to sleep. I, you're crazy. Then go to sleep. Go to sleep. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Excuse me to anyone who heard me misquote it. Um, I'm so ashamed. I'm still a newbie. That's all right. But, Forgiven. Uh, I have so few Bethany episodes under my belt, and I already love her, but – I think once that happened, it was like, oh, I love watching people fight. Oh, I yeah. love this. And and I think it was like I – what I didn't expect was that there would be anyone in the on the show that I would enjoy watching. Like mm-hmm. I kind of expected all of them to be variations of insufferable. And so I think that was also kind of the hook was like, oh – I like I always had an impression that Bethany Frankel was like this like, you know, yippy little kind of like, you know, just fly in your ear. Yeah. And I was like, no, she's so cool. She's so I love Bethany. And I'm sure she's got her problems and her quirks, but like was I just was not I did not expect to be so engaged. And then I and uh, to say nothing of Jill Zarin, you know, yes. Um, and the Countess, I actually, and then I, I was, I was familiar with, I was aware of Luann. She was on an episode of Difficult People, so I knew that like Luann wasn't it her. Am I crazy? Um, I my Difficult People knowledge is fuzzy. She might be. I know she. Oh. Um, I know, I know. I watched it all the way through once, and then never went back and watched any of them again. Not because you know, for whatever reason, I, I, I don't know. But she was a guest on Julie's podcast, on Julie Klausner's podcast. Oh, I think that uh, I yes. Oh, she was. Oh, yes, she was. And now I want to go back and listen to that, especially knowing it's it's her favorite housewife, which I find so fascinating that um, the Countess is Julie Klausner's. I just like, I I think it says so much about you without, but like without too much judgment because they're all kind of terrible. I don't know what I feel about Luann at this point too. I just um, 
I think she's in the middle of the pack for me. But uh, but anyway, I, I feel like I interrupted your thought. No, just you are right. So Luann, uh, or we are right, or someone was right. But Luann was on Difficult People, and so was Sonia. Sonia and Luann were on Difficult People. Yes. And I had no idea that she was on an episode of How Was Your Week, and I am so excited to listen to that. Yes. I didn't even realize there was a Klausner connection to all of this. Oh, yeah. I, I should have figured because of Difficult People. Um, well, so, and, and I kind of, and I knew that counts as a song, you know, and, and whatnot. Yes. But even then had kind of a warped idea of like, who is this drag queen of a woman? Like, who is this lady? And I don't know. I know that she can be kind of condescending or a little yeah. uppity, but I feel like she's, there's also like a, I think this is what I became attracted to was like, who feels, who's giving me like a real, a realistic, who feels like a real person mm-hmm. who feels like their feet are touching the ground, you know, like Cindy feels like a real person, yes. you know? Yeah. Just as for Ramona Cindy. does yes. not. Oh yeah. You know? It's like they're on opposite. I, I want to talk about Cindy real quick because she's really, yes. I don't even know Cindy's last name. That's how like, she's only on season four and then she's done. Um, but I do feel like they cast her and she was exactly what you said. She was too normal and too level-headed that she was like, whoa. You know, she was thrown into the arena and, you know, she had a little bit of friction with Sonia this season. And that's kind of it. It's, yes, yeah, Cindy Barshop uh, with, and who's, you know, I. That's a great I, name. <laughs> I Googled, Yeah, I go, right. I Googled all of them because I just wanted to get a sense of, like, okay, like, where are they now? Yes. And Cindy is doing great. Her business is She's very successful. Great. Her uh, one of her children is trans, and so oh. uh, that was interesting. I think her kids are like nine now, so that was interesting. Um, and she's found love. You know, she's doing great. Cindy Barshop, she's doing and great. That brother I mean, Howie, and that Howie. Oh God, uh, Howie Barshop. I don't know if that's his last name. Yeah, but yeah. Howie's like, ugh, that's. Yeah. He's given me everything. He's not quite I need. monkey man, yeah. but it's it's still everything I need. Yes. Yeah. Um Yeah, and then there's, you know, so there's Luann. And so I, for anyone who doesn't watch The Real Housewives, I apologize, but go with us here. There's Luann, <laughs> there is Jill Zarin, which I think we'll get into. Uh there's Cindy who only lasts one season. There's Kelly Bensonen, oh who is really the the catalyst of Scary Island, and I didn't know. So anyone who's ever heard that term, I always had in my head, because it was the Real Housewives of New York, that Scary Island was some haunted hayride on Staten Island they all went to. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> I didn't realize. I, I, I should have figured it was more than that. But it's, no, they all go to, like, St. John's or something, and um, and Kelly just has, like, a nervous breakdown or something and just snaps, and it's... It's something worth rewatching. Like I don't, I'm, I'm very curious. I don't know what people. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have already determined what they've, what has happened or yeah. what did happen. Do you know more about Scary Island? No, I mean this is where we need to like phone a friend and bring yeah. Jody on too because I feel like she's done the work. And again, we're talking right. about a show that like this season is so long ago that like, but also it's fine because that's where we are. But Kelly Kalor and Ben Simone, I am. I don't know what happened. And at that reunion, too, which you have watched for season three, like, 
I just feel like there's so much that was left on the cutting room floor that like I want to see it all. I want to see the untucked of Scary Island. Uh-huh. I want to see because I think that Kelly is such an odd bird. That, I mean, season three, it's like eventually I think season three going back to the beginning is is a just the beginning of season three. If you don't want to go all the way back to the beginning of season one is is every episode is great. Every episode is like packed mm. with drama and um it's like Kelly and Bethany had a lot of friction in season two. And, but like, I don't know how I feel about Kelly. I was annoyed with her by the end of the Morocco trip uh, by like, because of how she treated Alex. I thought she was just like casting her aside because Alex is like the unpopular girl in the group, which we haven't even mentioned Alex's name until now. And that is, that says something, you know what I mean? That says a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Alex McCord. Alex McCord. We'll get to her too. Yeah. Kelly, I, I find to be ultimately insufferable. Yeah. I think that she's she's not it's such a performance of like cool calm collected together but also performance of like oh god I'm late for everything. Oh that don't you know I'm crazy. Oh my god, I never dress sexy and that of course leads me into my biggest problem with the real housewives. It is this and I texted you about this and I just it, it I think I'm getting used to it. With the self-editorializing, Sonia's the worst. Yeah. Of like, I mean, that's what I do. You know, like I throw parties and like that's just I like that's who I am. Like, this, you know, I'm. I yeah, get I mean, people and, together. And I get people together and like I'm like that, and I just like I value loyalty. Like that's just who I am. Like that's this is you need to know who I am. Like I need to explain something to you about who I what I am, and it's always it's like oh my god, that's something I would do. Oh my god, what do you mean right now? And it's, I, it's exhausting. And I feel like on a larger scale, we are, we are, this is like a whole tangent, but I think we are in an epidemic of that kind of narcissism right Mm -hmm. now by the mere fact that social media is, it's like, think like memes and like people being like, oh, me at 3 a.m. doing this. People have made themselves the subject matter of their jokes, but it's like, and then they obviously have an audience that's built in, but- it's jokes like people saying, oh, my God, not me doing this at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. And my response is like, I don't know. Is that something you do at 3 a.m.? Like the implication is like, oh, my God, you're so crazy. You did that. And like it's just that like people, you know, everybody look how crazy I'm being. And, you know, we're all like it, it's the kind of jokes that like are actually only funny to you because mm-hmm. it's about you. Does that make sense? Am I complaining about nothing? No, I get real? it. I get it. I think like it's even just going back to narcissism in general too, like I, or just like a narcissist, which seems to be the theme. I was, I was just listening to a TikTok last night and um, I'm going to fumble with it. Sydney Ellen Wade um, <laughs> with the wording, but it was, a, it was Brene Brown. Um, uh-huh. And she was talking about, uh, she said, like, narcissism is the most shame-based personality disorder. And she went on this whole thing, which I found fascinating. I was like, go on, Brene, mm. go on. Uh, but ultimately, it's like, it's this shame-filled version of fear, the fear of being normal. Or the fear, you know, and so mm. that's why it's like, it's, uh, and I was just like, you know, of course you just like sit with that. But I was, I was very intrigued by that. I think it ties into a little bit of what you're saying, but I, 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 I mean, I listen to your Only Marys with Johnny and uh, as far as like social media too. And it's like, how do you cut that cord? Um, Because we can't, even though we can. 
It's like it's just a click yeah. of a button. Even just deleting the app, you don't have to have the app. You don't have to like stop. You don't have to cut off your account. You could just delete it from your phone. You can you can do that. Mm-hmm. And but going back to Sonia too, I I know that the best is yet to come with Sonia, and I know she's you know her and Ramona together. Like her and Ramona in Morocco, I just couldn't I couldn't deal with her. I I thought she was so. The two of them were just so elitist and just parading around that house, like just wanting to be waited on hand and foot and like Ramona help like being helped unpack. I was like, wow. But I know a lot of my close friends really love Sonia and that's like one of their favorite housewives. So I'm interested uh, to see what's to come. I'm keeping an open mind. More comes out about her after the Morocco trip. And to your point, because she is someone who's like, Oh, God, it's insufferable. She'll be like, you know, like I've stayed at palaces. I've stayed at the greatest hotels in the world. Like, I mean, I, you know, I have royalty at this party. Like I, you know, she she does shit like that. Mm-hmm. But like it starts to become more and more apparent as the season goes yeah, on. Yeah, she's and alone it's exactly and bankrupt. That she's alone yeah. and she's bankrupt and her house is like, you know, gross. And um, yeah, and, and she's really like all of that is like a fucking act. And mm-hmm. I think when you start to like, I, I think you can kind of see that like there's the character that Sonia plays on television and then there's like the real Sonia who's like not on and when she's just like the real Sonia who's not on I'm like oh oh you're so you're actually fine like you're actually kind of totally pleasant and I think that's you know uh it's interesting you know that like I think a lot of people make that mistake that like turning yourself up to a 15 doesn't make you automatically then that much more charming or charismatic, you know? Yes. I feel like Sonia is doing her best impression of Luann in season four. Um, Uh But also mixed with like, she's half Luann and half Ramona. Like, and I think like eventually she finds a happy medium with like, as far as like really just finding who she is on the show. I think that has, we have yet to see it. I have yet to see it, I guess. Yeah, well, it it's it does get interesting, and obviously she and Cindy, um, you know, never quite see eye to eye. Yeah. So um, we were talking about Alex, and I feel like we—I don't know if we were starting that conversation, but what are your thoughts on Alex? I mean, at first, I just found her kind of just insufferable, and just oh, her and Simon, and you know, it's just like she just wants to be included, and she just wants to be relevant, and then like the longer you watch it, it's like it moves from feeling like, oh, Alex is the worst to like, oh God, I feel so bad for her. And then like they, especially Kelly, like they destroy this woman. Like they, I mean, she won't let them see it, but like any chance they get to invalidate her, I mean the worst, and I don't think it's happened yet where you are in the season is like, I think it's like Kelly will be like, you're red right now. You're turning red. And you, you're turning red. You're red right now. Your face is red. You're, I'm, I'm worried about you. You're being you're weird. Red right now. You're being weird. You're being weird. You're not being real. <laughs> but yeah, no, she like multiple times, I think in this, in, after the Ugh. trip, like there, there's I where she's that. just like, she just keeps cutting her off saying, but you're red right now. You're all red. This is where and I wish Bethany like, was there to like slap Kelly in the face. Because Kelly yeah. would have stuck, or sorry, uh, Bethany would have stuck up for Alex in Morocco had she been there. Yeah, and all Alex has now is like Sonia and Ramona. And yeah, like, she good luck. I know, I know. It's like she, she was never really close with any of them too. Like in the earlier seasons, like she was just kind of this lone wolf. And like she, the season three reunion was like the the first time, or no, season two 
um, with she had no 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 sorry I'm getting them all mixed up like she t- she just used didn't used to talk during the reunions it was all about everyone else and like she would have a couple things you know and I was like what mm-hmm. but she still was cl- I mean this is her season four is her last season um, but I I'm just kind of fascinated by her I like her I don't I, but I'm just again sort of neutral on that because she's again you could sense the sort of desperation of wanting to be a part of something and having terrible timing and just being shut down all the time yeah it's it's really i mean you know i i would hate to be her and then i think okay i would never do half of the awful like you know not reading the cues things that she's done you know what i mean of like oh god how embarrassing for her i'd hate to be in that position it's like i would never put myself in that position you know what i mean like i can't empathize i can't have that deep level of empathy you know when it's like okay well this i i I, you lost me girl this is all you alex i would have stopped this shit a long time ago yeah but i but i mean i think she ran it's run its course, and I'm I'm glad she's done after season four. I wish her luck. Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad she doesn't come back. Um, for her sake, honestly. Yeah. What do you? And, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, uh, well, I I would love to maybe talk about Ramona. Yes, next. that was my next question. Perfect. I I mean I hate Ramona. I hate Ramona. Oh my God, as I just can't stand her. She reminds me very much of an old coworker, and I know that's like only something I would know, but it's that thing of like when someone very much reminds you of someone else, it's like then there's that oh, yeah. added layer, mm-hmm. you know? And I also think that she's fascinating in that like what is up with Ramona Singer. This is so much more than just being an alcoholic. Yeah. Like yeah. Th- th- there's just that wild look in her eye and just like she's so, you know, I th- you you can't tell me that's just like you know joie de vivre yeah she i mean in many ways i i think the first thing that comes on like into my mind like nowadays is bo and yang on watch what happens live saying ramona singer is a white supremacist <laughs> oh god i love that because <laughs> he i mean one great thing about Las Culturistas too that we now can like sort of be in on even though we're not caught up to like like seasons uh, current seasons I guess is that we know mm-hmm. we know who these women are now most of them that have stuck around and Luann and Ramona are the two like OGs um, right at this point too but like yeah she's she's a garbage person in in real life and I but like up until probably about mid season four I guess I she was my favorite for for like all the wrong reasons and all like mm-hmm. because she's such a kook and I but now it's getting I think like the alcoholism is just like it's it's taking over like what used to be yeah. fun and sort of light is now not it's not the same game anymore like the Pinot Grigio era of Ramona and it's just beginning to so that's that's unfortunate oh, because it, it really worse. does change things yeah. like I loved but like I never like I don't love her the way that I love Bethany or Jill. You know what I mean? Like I don't. It's mm-hmm. it's it's so interesting to me. I will say I don't know if you've listened to the the episode of Las Culturistas with Cecily Strong. She does an impeccable Ramona Singer impression, and I I will find I'll find the timestamp because it is so good. I think I listened to it before I knew what Ramona sounded like. Yes. So I yes I would love to hear that again now that I have. Yeah, you know, some context. I get the references. Yeah, yeah. 
it's yeah it's just it watching her and like you know it's funny i wa- i i went back because i wanted to slow my roll till you could catch up to the morocco trip because like, and then i obviously flew ahead and another yeah go season, keep so, going oh well um but i so i was like let me kill some time i'll go watch the the pilot i'll watch the first episode of season one just to get a sense of like where things started and it's Oh, it's so weird. It's so much smaller scale. And it's interesting because Ramona in the first episode is going on and on about like women getting crazy plastic surgery and looking Mm -hmm. ridiculous and like looking like Michael Jackson and all that. And then I saw a picture of her recently and I was like, well, my how the turntables, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting. I, I think Ramona is great TV, but she's a terrible person. (laughs) <laughs> and it's it's hard yeah because i know you know just I, I don't keep up with what's going on and i mean they didn't have a reunion on this last uh season of housewives i feel like was it cut short even that season because it was just like things were not going well so like i feel like they're revamping and i i thought she was fired but i was talking to jamie on our walk the other day and she said she didn't know if she was fired or not but maybe she is i don't know i feel like there's a lot of rumors flying around but um I, I'm interested. Yeah, I, I just read about yeah because she had I think I don't remember what the context was, but they there was the new housewife Ebony. Yes, and I don't know if she's the first Black New York housewife, but you I know, think she might black. be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is like crazy. Like in New York, I know, this is the first I know, black or any <laughs> other ethnicity other than like blonde That's white cr- women. It's crazy. I know. Um, and so um. I guess, the, yeah, Ramona made some comment. I guess something had happened with Ebony, I don't know, a fight or something, and she had said, like, you know, well, this is, you know, this is why you shouldn't hire black people. Yes, for real I heard about that comment, you know? yep. And, and, you know, and I can hear Ramona yeah. saying that. Yeah. Like, I can oh, totally, but she, I, I could also hear her denying her it. it. I never said uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. You know what? I, yeah. I, I'm a really emotional person, and what you said really hurt my feelings, <laughs> Bethany. Okay. <laughs> Okay, like, I just, like, I, the way that she talks is, like, she's such a caricature. <laughs> yeah, she's, 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 she's ridiculous. I, and I, I, I'd love to know and also couldn't care less about her businesses, but I'm like, Ramona. I'm a very good businesswoman. People don't know. Ugh. Well, I think I, I think the first episode, I think we find, like, at least at the time, I think what she did, did was, like, she buys wholesale and sells to retailers. Yeah, like, something like that. It, it was I'm which you know, no shame, but like, all right, Ramona, like you're a middleman. Um so I think all of that brings us to Jill Zarin. Jill Zarin, my new ringtone. Jill Zarin. I mean, do you want I do you want to talk about Bethany and Jill Zarin, like the relationship? Because that is my oh. fifteen minute TED talk. Like I'm that's that's where I jumped off the couch. Like I just I them going out to lunch, um, but I don't know if was I that don't know app- if I'm as I don't think that is because I don't think I'm or maybe it is, but I'm maybe not as was, fluent in that. Okay, yes, okay, maybe I'm I yeah, but you watched the reunion, right? Yeah, because you watched the reunion for season mm-hmm. three, and you watched. Okay, so I I feel like you got that's probably where they hashed out you know what happened in the last year, and I I'm just so fascinated by it because you can tell Jill knows she made a mistake by not forgiving mm-hmm. Bethany, like the window closed. And Bethany was right. like, I we, I can talk about this now, but it's now or never. And Jill wasn't ready. She said, she said I don't have my notes. She said that during the conversation. Mm-hmm. And she, and then the relationship just sort of self-destructed. And it's so sad because they were so tight. They were so funny together. 
and it just yeah. it just didn't work out in the end. Oh, I mean, I do. I guess it's like so much had happened in season four that I'm like, season three, Jill and Bethany. Like, it's crazy. That feels like a, such a long time ago. In terms of course, of my life. yeah, it it all um, sort of runs together too, especially when yeah, you yeah. But I um, I love Jill and Bethany. R.I.P. to that that relationship and that friendship too. But do you like Bethany though? Like, I think in, in oh, like a little bit that you saw Bethany. her, yeah, I, like right away. I think that was also like her first talking head. The the difference in watching her versus Ramona or Sonia or Kelly, it was just like, ugh. And like, this was what Jill then became of like, every time Jill or Bethany kind of came into the room where we're on screen or in a scene, I was a little more relieved because I was like, oh, thank God. Like a referee. Yeah. Someone who can just neutralize the situation and call Ramona out. You always need someone that's going to be able to call Ramona out. Yeah. And like what now, like what I'm craving is like, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, Jill Zarin went, you know, full Lee Grant on on Ramona in Morocco. She looked just like Lee Grant when she was yelling at her at one point. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It's a good comparison. When she, like, stood up. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, like, that's – I'm, like, craving, like, someone, like, just an epic takedown of Ramona Singer. Yes. Like, I want – because Ramona is just, like, she never shuts up and she doesn't listen that I just, like, want to see her epically lose a fight. You know what I mean? And I don't know where that is, but I need to see I'm it. I'm sure you know? it happens later. Uh, it has to. Um, but, yeah. yeah, I mean, that she will steamroll. Like, that. Like her talking yeah. over Jill – and at that point, it's just like word salad. It's just like she she's just deflecting too. I'm fascinated by mm-hmm. it. But to talk about Jill, like I I think I like her now that I've seen season. I've I'm not seen season four wrap up, but like I know that she's probably in my top five, probably top three. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. I mm-hmm. just for like what she's OG. I really think I could just like go out and have a cup of coffee. You know, go to go to the deli grab a sandwich, mm-hmm. some matzo ball soup, you know, like I just, I, I really think that it would be fun to hang out with her. I agree. I, she, there's just something about her that I just, I love that energy. I just, you know, and she, and like, and I'm sure in bigger doses, you know, and in certain situations I'd be like, Oh my God, Jill, stop, you know, or like you're steamrolling my yeah, life. Yeah. There are moments where I'm like, okay, Jill, you, you're, yeah. you're not right here. They're all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> They're all wrong. They're all, yeah, no one is ever, you know, a, a full protagonist. Like, I think that would be, obviously, with so many Housewives, fran- you know, franchises or whatever they're called and, like, international ones, you know, I, it, you start to kind of, I think about it the same way I start thinking about, like, I think about Drag Race, where, like, okay, I know a lot about Drag Race, so I can, you know, I can think about, like, oh, who, you can kind of do the statistics of, like, oh, who are all the queens who went home first or, you know, who's, you know, who are the villains of each season yeah. and, like, I'm kind of now feeling that same thing about Real Housewives of like, who are the, you know, one season only housewives? Who are like the most loved? Who are the most hated? You know, like wanting to kind of do that categorization and cataloging of like the whole world of franchise of, of housewives. And yet I'm, you know, a season and change, you know, a, a very old season and change into one. Yeah. And I'm just so afraid this is just going to like wallpaper my life. I you know? know there's, I mean, it is, it is an embarrassment of riches because there are, it's like, it's like starting drag race now and like find yeah. watching the first season. Cause it is just saturated. There are so many seasons of housewives and drag race. Um, there was something uh, about Jill. I mean, we got to talk about the koala. Oh, <laughs> 
Jill, you know, I got to tell you. So Jill goes to Australia in the beginning of season four. For anyone who's following along, I feel like we have lost most listeners it's okay. at this point. But that, we needed to have this conversation. Yeah, anyway. we need to get it out. And so it doesn't really matter if there's anybody listening. Um, but I'd be devastated if people stopped. But anyway, um, Jill goes on vacation to Australia towards the beginning of season four just to catch everybody up. And then she comes back and she's just refreshed and rejuvenated. She had a great trip with Bobby. 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 Bobby Zarin. Rest in peace. Um, and she shows up to lunch with, you know, it's like, you know, it, uh, Kelly and Luann and um, I think it's uh, Cindy. Um, Cindy, yeah. And you know, it's like, oh, I, I brought a gift for y'all. I brought a gift for you. You know, I, I brought everyone gifts. I'm like, oh, oh, that's so sweet. And I'm expecting it's gonna be something nice because she's Jill Zarin. And she pulls out these, you know, multi, you know, multiple colors <laughs> of uh, these little koala clip clips on koalas. that you can co- clip on koalas <laughs> that you can clip onto your purse and. You can, I think if you slow it down, you can see this little face journey on Luann's face of like, oh, thank you. You know, of like, this is not what I expect when somebody says they brought me a gift from Australia. Yes, yes. But I love that that's what it is. I love that. Yeah. But that becomes the act one koala because eventually she's got to give Ramona her koala. But. (laughs) Then they get into that fight at the whatever party that was at Ramona's wine party, party, the Pinot Grigio party, and they get into that huge fight, and I can't remember what it's about because it doesn't really matter, and then Jill storms out, and she's in the car with, like, Luann. I don't know who. Luann. Luann. She did it to me again. Oh, God, she did it. I I can't do it anymore. And then she takes a yellow koala. Here, give give Ramona this and and gives Luann the yellow koala clip to give to Ramona. I'm done. I'm done. Give her the clip. And I was like, this is the height of stupid. This is the height of stupid, and I'm obsessed. I uh, loved that moment, and you you got to that moment before I did too. But I I, I, I think I saw like the preview for it, but I didn't know that that was what was being exchanged in that in the back of that limo. Oh God, it really my favorite thing that they say to each other when they're fighting is, "I would never say anything behind your back. I never have." And like we know oh, yeah. they have, we know they have. Right. Like you don't even We've need to seen... roll the the footage. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like we know. Everyone has talked about each other, but I, I love that that's a go-to. It's so good. Right. Yeah, yeah. I would never do that. I would always say it to your face. I'm only nice to you. Oh, it's uh, – they're, they're just – they're all just so in, ridiculous, just absolutely ridiculous. And, and the capper of it all, and really my takeaway after two reunions, Andy Cohen is garbage garbage he's a garbage human being he, he created it a, all he created yeah, it all he he is a ringleader of exploitation and to watch him at these reunions just like you know it's funny because i i remember amanda and jody doing you know uh salt lake city reunions and joking about how andy would go you know and uh you know mary from saskatoon saskatchewan asks and they do these like fake questions mm-hmm. they're like very obviously uh just questions that you know yeah the producers they wrote, they wrote. Yeah. but it was like that's so smart you can ask these really nasty questions just go oh no i mean it was you know it was it was cindy from uh you know tacoma she's asking this question she's the one saying that you're like a terrible mother what do you say to that versus yep. just it being a question of andy's and i thought that is 
so incredibly manipulative. It's incredible. It's just incredible. And like the season four reunion is, I don't, I like, I, I think of the two hours or whatever it is, you know, in the two parts, yeah. there's probably two minutes of it in which anyone is speaking alone and not having someone talk. Yeah. Over yeah. It gets a little them. wild. Yeah. Even Andy gets frustrated. He starts to, he's like, he gets, it's, it's interesting, but like even seeing him get frustrated, I realize like, oh, you hate these women, you know, it like you hate these women and it shows, you know? Yeah. I think he likes Jill and Bethany because during the season yeah. three reunion, I think there's a moment where I think Kelly's talking and backtracking saying like she, she's a vegetarian, but she wears fur and she's like, and who knows what I'll be tomorrow. And like right. Andy looks at Bethany and like winks at her or something like that. It's like, that's so interesting that they show that. Yeah, and that makes sense to me. I feel like, as a fellow gay man, it's like, oh, okay, Andy, I see what kind of woman you like. Mm -hmm. I like the same type of woman. I get it. Yep. But, yep. you know, it's like, yeah, I would wink at Bethany as well. I'm not crazy. But, yep. uh, but yeah, I, I just think he's just, oh, my God, just garbage. And, you know, and yet there's that part of me that's like, I'd hate fuck him once. Oh, you know? absolutely. Yes, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd get it all out in one, you know? Yep. But it'd be worth it. One and done. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I'm going to keep watching because uh, season five started playing and I started to meet, you know, there was Aviva and, you know, Carol, Carol and all that. Yeah. Uh, Carol. And I, <laughs> it's an office reference that Amanda and Jody say all the time and it's so funny. It's, Michael has a girlfriend named Carol at one point, and he goes, Carol, and Christmas Carol, and anyway. <laughs> Isn't so that played by his real wife, too? His, his wife yeah, 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 Nancy Walls. Diwali, yeah. doesn't she um, go to Diwali? She dresses up as a cheerleader. And she goes to Diwali. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that episode. Uh, so anyway, um, so anyway, the season five started, and I was like, I got to pump the brakes, because I'm so afraid that my brain is acclimating to the show and I won't be able to watch anything of any greater substance than Real Housewives if I keep watching it. And I've had Housewives dreams. Same. Which is a problem. So have I. Right? So had, when mm -hmm. I was binging season three, I did. And I was like, okay, I need to stop. I think you'll hit your wall eventually. I think you'll, you, you will want to watch something because it's just, and it's just as easy as pressing stop or turning your TV off and like taking a trip around, like just getting, <laughs> walking around your apartment and being like, oh, okay, mm -hmm. I need to come back down the earth for a second here. But yeah. I get it. I also had dreams about it. And, um, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. It's um, you know, it 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 is the after show. You know, I mean that it was like we were talking about recording this week, and it was like, okay, we're gonna do rear window. We'll just get through it, and then we can talk about housewives. I know, I know. Um, oh my god, I'm I'm so excited. I'm also like so excited that like it's something that we can like queen out about as we're watching it. Like yes. it's this fun thing to kind of have as an ongoing, you know, yeah, check uh, in. thing to joke about. Yeah, and just like. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I literally just like I, I I'll just be sitting there on the couch, you know, playing on my phone, and I'll just go, Jill Zarin, Jill Zarin. Like, <laughs> I love that that's feels... become a thing. I love it, Jill oh, Zarin. I can't stop. And then sometimes I'll just look at Marco and I'll go, Benzaman, <laughs> and then Benzaman, Benzaman, and I know it's Benzaman or whatever, but uh, and I've started calling Marco Marco Zarin. Right? Oh, Marco I Zarin? love it, Marco Zarin, <laughs> Marco Zarin. Uh, 
Marco Zarin. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm obsessed. Jill Zarin's on TikTok too. You should follow her. Uh, I'm gonna have a heart attack. I gotta call Bobby. <laughs> that when you texted me that, I flew off my chair. I was like, yes, I. Knew, that was one of my favorite lines. I love how much she loves Bobby. I just, oh, I just think it's so sweet. She loves Bobby. Um, now, just uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but in terms of of lovers, I it from what I can tell, I don't believe. I don't know when Luann and Jacques break up, but yeah. I don't believe they ever get married. I don't think so too. I that she's like the housewife I I know least about, and I but I also know she has quite the journey throughout like everything. So there is, yeah, she eventually gets like arrested yeah, for drunk yes, driving, yes. and and she yeah, it's crazy. Um, and Jacques, by the way, like the French David swim David Schwimmer, by the way. Oh David yes, yes, that nose, yeah. my lord, that nose. I just want to take a bite out of that nose. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, I guess from Housewives to Crispy Bacon, shall we? Oh, of course. Yes. So, lest anyone forget, you also had a best supporting assignment. I know. I was like, week. I was going to say, should we do mine first? But you, you were excited, and, and so was I. I couldn't. So yeah. We'll wrap it yeah, up with I, um, some news bloopers that you assigned me. Three clips. The first one, I think, I think this is the order that you sent them to me, was. Uh, the newscaster, a male newscaster who is uh, basically trying or at least attempting to tell this story about Chris P. Bacon, who is a um, a pig born without like rear legs. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah. Or the use of his legs. The use I think of they were paralyzed. Legs, yes. Yeah. And he just cannot keep it together. But like that choking sort of laugh that he has, that, <laughs> that sort of thing oh. is so infectious and i just love mm -hmm. that he couldn't get through this i was it's just so funny i just i love that he just can't pull it together and it just yeah it's just so contagious so uh loved crispy, crispy bacon. bacon um the cat swimming made me laugh hard i think the cat swimming might be my favorite only for the line of um, the line where she's like, who dislikes the outdoors and other physical... I can't even do it. She's like, other physical activities. She says it in like this demonic... Activities! Yeah, yeah. it's like the Wicked activities. Witch meets mm -hmm. Marge Simpson. I don't even know. It is so funny. I just... I, I, that's my favorite part is the way that she starts to break on activities. activities. It's just so funny. Ugh, I just, I love... Because I saw that first... And I think I saw it on Reddit, and someone said, oh, if you like that, you should see Crispy Bacon. Yes, and so, yes. Yeah. And then wrapping it up with Holiday Artichoke Dip, I had no idea what to think of this because the lady came in hot. I couldn't tell if she was, like, going to be difficult or if she was, like, a a regular on the show, but she made this dip. She's like, my, you know, my family said you have to make something. And I thought that was going to be, the like, the gist of this is, like, she was just uncomfortable. But, like, they try the dip. She's like, I didn't have a lemon, so I cut up an orange, and I didn't know what <laughs> herbs to put in, so I put in celery, salt, and oregano. <laughs> yeah, so I think she's one of like the regulars okay. there. So they like all knew her. They, they, and that's what I, I, I it, and it's for anyone who's, it's this like global seven news in Calgary uh, news team. Oh, I don't I even know that. if they're all still there, but they are just such a a delightful little bunch. And I, that weatherman, ugh. Jordan. Yes. I'm like, I need a close up on that, please. Yes. Ugh. Um, so yeah, so those were those were your that was your assignment. Just quick and easy. I loved it. I watched it like clips. 30 minutes before we started record. I loved it. It was great. Well, I, I, let's I, I mean, 
despite all of our all of the work, I all the extra credit I know that I did on Real Housewives, I understand that I still have another best supporting assignment for next week. I'm and so do you. Yes. So what do you what do you got for me? I think it's time for you to meet a little friend of mine named Viv Maudlin. Uh, so <gasps> who is that? So so there is this, and it's like there's not enough views on these videos, and I'm talking like in the like only triple digits. So there is a, I think it's a Long Island based drag queen named Aunt Barbara, and she I don't I think she might still do them, but did like Tupperware parties, like that was her gig, and then you know, obviously in drag and then, you know, did a lot of YouTube videos as well. And so eventually she started doing these videos that were essentially like you were listening in on a conversation with Aunt Barbara and a couple of her friends. And oh. one of them is, you know, this this fellow kook, Viv Maudlin, you know, and there's like a picture that you can kind of put with the voice and then, you know, Morty Rothenblatt or whatever. And it's it's just like these three like old fashioned kooks sitting around talking about what they're going to do for the summer. They're all playing characters, obviously. Yes. You know, what they're going to do for the summer. And they're, you know, it's to explain it doesn't do it justice. It is so funny. And, and the, the, the first time I discovered this, I think the, the one that I'm going to, I'm going to send you like three or four of them and then you can go deeper if you want. But like, there's a video for anyone who wants to catch up. If you Google dog, Google YouTube search dog bites, aunt Barbara, uh, you will find it. And, <laughs> That it came out like 13 years oh, ago. And okay, I'm I'm jotting this down. It's one of my favorites. And then there's like Aunt Barbara gets the swine flu. And then there's all of these Viv Maudlin ones where it's her with Morty and her friend Bethine and and Barbara's not there. And Viv Maudlin is like again. I I this I don't know why more people don't know about this character. She's so fucking funny. Um. And I think the YouTube channel that has more of her videos is called 25 Hillberry Lane. Okay. And so you can also go down that rabbit hole. But I think that you would very much appreciate Viv Maudlin. I can't and, wait. Um, I, it's so funny. It honestly is is one of my favorite things. And it's so niche. I, I think Aunt Barbara, she's been on the local news. She's got a bit of an audience. But Viv Maudlin, not enough people know how funny this is so uh that's your assignment i i just think that that's gonna be a good you know right before thanksgiving is gonna be something to be full Ooh, you know, thankful love for that you know? i'm excited for it yay okay yeah uh so what do you got um i'm actually gonna assign you a movie um and in, i feel like it's actually not that long uh to my huh? recollection or if it is it doesn't feel like it's long when you're watching mm -hmm. it and I don't know if you've seen it, and I feel like maybe we talked about it off mic or maybe on the podcast, but it is a movie that came out. It's in called Schindler's List. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. Right. It's a little old gem called Schindler's List. <laughs> so it was that long. Yeah, anyway, um, sorry, go ahead. Still haven't finished that, finished that movie, by the way. I just can't do it. Um, uh, yeah, it, yeah. Uh, so this is a movie uh, called Sublet, and it is Sublet. on HBO Max right now, and it is with John Benjamin Hickey. And he plays a gay man who is a, a writer. Oh, yes. Yes. I haven't seen it, but I had put it on my IMDb yes. watch list a few weeks ago. Yes. Oh, yay. That's perfect. I really liked this movie. And I don't I, I, I don't want to like I, don't, I, I almost don't want to say anything at all either, too. But he is great. It is just like this quiet, intimate, beautiful story of him just going to Tel Aviv for like a week 
and that's all I'll say. But I really like I like him in general. Um, I, I, do I just too. think he's such a yeah. great actor, and I I love that because um, he is gay in real life, right? I believe. Is, I was just going to ask you because he is. If he's not, he's, he's he one is, of those. He's a, a Stanley. He's Tucci. one of those. I'm pretty sure I googled this after. Is John? I, is John Benjamin Hickey married? Oh yeah, he has a partner. He, um, who is okay? Um, oh, great. Well, good for him. Yeah, he reads as like. Yeah, he's he. I, I there's a there's an energy to him where like oh I've met other older gay men like you like I think in some ways if I were to be honest like the the vibe he gives off is probably like it's like if that's kind of the energy I give off when I'm older I'd be okay yes. with that do you know what I mean aspirational like, yes sort of TR. yes an aspirational elder <laughs> yes. a tr exactly yeah um he is so wonderful in it I think you'll really like it uh so I am yeah. so excited Sublet. oh great 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 um well let's just see how long it is um before i say yes yeah, i feel like oh, it's two hours you're so lucky it's an hour and 29 minutes Ooh, yes right I, think under the wire, I, I think that's why i think that's why i watched it yeah because <laughs> it was just one of those nights and i was flipping through hbo and i was like oh yeah and then i saw how long it was and i was like oh yeah Oh yeah, just enough time. Yes. Uh, okay, great. Well, good. I'm so excited about this. Great. Yeah, enjoy uh, it. Thank you. I mean, folks are going to think there couldn't be any more to this episode jam-packed, but alas, we have one more segment. It is our BSA of the week in which we clean out on a food, a song, a thing, or anything on our lives. I know. <laughs> uh, so, uh, who's your BSA of the week? I have a brief runner-up. I used to read this series of books when I was in elementary school called Pee Wee Scouts, and I was obsessed okay. with them. I had, like, almost all of them. It was, I, I feel like it's very niche. I feel like um, Keon has heard of it when I talked to him about it. Um, but I went to the, we went to the Goodwill the other day, as we do. And I found a Pee Wee Scouts book and it was a Christmas book. Um, and I immediately bought it. It was 85 cents. They're little paperback books. And on the back of them had like a badge that you could cut out. But you had to like cut the cover of the book. So I don't think I ever really did right. that. Um, but I used to be obsessed with them. And I was like, oh, my God. And it was just one of those like impulse nostalgia buys that I had to do it. Um, so if anyone else has ever read the Pee Wee Scouts or knows about them, I would love to talk to you about them. Uh, so that I haven't uh, started reading it yet. I could probably read it in like you know 30 minutes because it's it's not long but i can't wait right i can't right. wait to just i haven't done it i'm gonna like once like keon's birthday's over and want you know like a snowy saturday morning you know what i mean put on kelly clarkson's oh, christmas album yeah. um and just you know have some coffee and read Wee scouts so i'm very much looking forward to that um and i mean i can't really go with any other bsa of the week besides my keon He's turning 40. Oh, yeah. And I want to Best give, supporting Keon. I know. I, did, yeah. I didn't want to leave him. I, I feel like in, I feel like I've left him out in years past where I like recorded or something and then I like forgot that it was the week of his birthday. But this is, per, it is his birthday today. Happy birthday, Keon. Thanks for putting up with me. And I love you. Oh, Keon. Yeah. Happy birthday. Uh, Keon, who is the designer behind our thumbnail art. Yes. And um many other and, uh, <laughs> podcast logos that i've yes really a cottage industry at this point yes. yeah um 
So and and has endured many a best supporting assignment that I've given you That's with true. you. So yes. thank you, Keon. Um, the tower. The tower. We were just talking about the tower the other day. I was like, I really yeah. want snow, and he's like, Do you want me to like get a helicopter and like release snow outside our house? I was like, Could you? I mean, you know, I didn't want to have to ask. Know, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I love that. Yes. Um, how about you? Well, my my BSA of the week is Jill Zarin. I oh, mean, let's just be yes. honest, Jill Zarin. I mean, I just. I I just can't believe, and I'm just, you know, at one point, like, I, once the bug bit, and, like, mm-hmm. I kept hitting, you know, letting a new episode play, and every time the episode would start, I'd go, ah, you know? Yes. <laughs> it is, and I have no uh, regrets, but I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> and I just, I mean, it's just great. Welcome, it's welcome aboard. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. It feels, uh, feels awful, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. Um, thanks. I hate it. Yes, yeah. yes. Peach iced tea. You're going to hate it. <laughs> right. uh, well, I think that is more than enough for one after yes. show. Uh, Thank you for indulging us, everyone. I hope the yes. Venn diagram of Best Supporting Actresses and maybe RuPaul's Drag Race and now Real Housewives, maybe that we've expanded. Maybe people are excited. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, God help us. Eventually, you know it's going to happen. Yes, yes, yes. It's going to be the BSAs of the Real Housewives of New York. And then we'll expand it. Because, you know, we'd have to watch many seasons so that we can get, like, a lot of wives. Yeah, I think we need to. We have some time. Yeah. We have some time. So I'm just warning people now. Yeah. Um, unsubscribe now, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, I have no idea what we're going to talk about next week. But as usual, we usually figure it out in between now and then. So uh, I guess we'll just have to find out together, won't we? I can't wait. All right. Here's your coat. Here's your purse. Let's get out of here. hop on my camel. See you later. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Habibi. <laughs> Bye. I, I hate myself. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>